You made it. Here. Finally. Checked out of office to check into the sweet views of that place you've always wanted to go. You know the one. It's nice. Even the kids like it. This place is so cool. And they never like it. Mom, can we go to the pool? Look at that. Not even asking for the Wi-Fi. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. If you're into designer furniture and you want the sofa that broke the internet, you don't have to go broke to get it. Because Designer Looks Furniture has all the same styles and trends and all the quality, but without the designer prices. Check them out. Designer Looks at Value City Furniture or designerlooks.com. If you've ever been a renter, you know it's stressful to find a place with everything you love and nothing you don't. But did you know Zillow does rentals? It makes the search so easy. They have filters for pretty much everything, so you can find that place that's in your budget, but also isn't a shoebox. Or a place that's close to your parents, but far enough they have to call first. Plus, it's easy to apply, request tours, and pay rent in the app. Head to ZillowRentals.com and find your sweet spot. From coast to coast and around the world, you're going online with Bill Alexander. Online with Bill Alexander is a guest-driven program where the topics are diverse and entertaining. Laugh and learn while you listen to one of the best hours of online radio around. Online with Bill Alexander. Hi, everyone. Yours truly, William Eric Alexander. All my friends call me Bill, and you're listening to us here on WMCK.FM, McKeesport, PA, and also at WLDJ-FM, 107.5 FM, Newcastle. And, of course, we're streaming live at italknet.com. Hope everything's going fine for you on this uh, day that you're listening to the program. It could be Monday. It could be Wednesday. It could be Friday. It could be whenever. And it also depends on what time of the day you're listening to. But good day and welcome to the program And hopefully you guys are keeping safe with the quarantine that we're dealing with here in the United States. So tonight on the program, we're having a guest back that we spoke to almost a year ago by the name of Adriana Gavasconi. She is an attorney, a professor, and when she's not practicing law, she enjoys time writing novels and legal books, and she loves to read. So right now on the phone line, let's say hi to Adriana. Adriana, how are you doing this evening? Hello, Bill. Thanks for having me again. I'm great. Stuck at home as everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, as we were talking before we came on tonight, you uh, mentioned that you guys are you've been stuck in quarantine for two weeks. Here in the U.S., we've been here just a little bit longer, and it looks like uh, we're going to be here much longer compared to you guys in Brazil. So, uh, how are you keeping yourself busy? Oh my God, I'm practicing law inside my house because all my clients are crazy. They all <laughs> want injunctions to try to open their business. Okay. <laughs> I do corporate law, so uh, you can imagine how my clients are. But I was a spare time, I'm writing, I'm always writing. Uh, I love to do that. So whenever I have the time, I'm writing. So. The, the book that we're going to talk about tonight is called Sketches of Life. And when I started reading it a while back, I didn't know what to expect. And first chapter, I read about a young girl who is living in France during World War II, who is by the name of Lily, who then ends up going to uh, America, which is where her father's from, while he's stuck back in France. 
And then we have another person in the book, which is in chapter two, that then alternates chapters by the name of, is it Ninon? N-I-N-O-N? Ninon, yeah. Okay. And she's basically a exotic dancer who sounds like she becomes a spy. This is a very unique book. Thank you. Oh, uh, it's a book about surviving, about uh, difficult times like we are living today. Yes. But uh, uh, two, two characters that have to deal with the effects of a war in their lives. And they, they do what they have to do to survive. The book's about that. Adapt or die. Do you have you have to to deal with things you never uh, forecast in your life, and to adapt, or you have to choose not to adapt and die. The book is all about that. It's all about how to deal with hard times that were not predicted. So, why why two characters that are extremely different? I mean. Again, you're dealing with a young girl, and then you're dealing with an older, um, I'd say late teens, early 20s. To, to, are you showing the difference between how each individual survived in their own way? Is that why you did it that way? Yes, yes. I'm showing uh, how they face life and how they learn uh, in life uh, due to the circumstance life puts them in. Uh, surprises or bad surprises life brings and the way they have to do and the way they learn how to survive. Now, if I remember correctly, whenever you and I talked last, I talked about some of the inspiration in your book and you said you're very interested in history, correct? Yes, I love history. <laughs> so that's why you're focused on World War Two. No, the reason is uh, one of those characters... I came from one of my books. Uh, she's the grandmother of the main character of my trilogy. Oh, okay. So when I decided to tell her story, because people love that character, asked me about her a lot, I realized that she was born between the two great wars. So uh, I had to deal with that, with the tons of research I had to do to write. Uh, but I, I didn't choose the period. I chose the age of the character. And for that reason, I ended up uh, between the two great wars. So the character um, Nanan is basically, this is the uh, prelude to the other series, correct? Correct, because uh, this girl is going to be the grandmother of Lara. Okay. And and uh, we are telling her life. Uh, so I think it's going to be another trilogy. Okay. In the middle of a second book for that. But it can be read independently. Because I can see um, where it now gives us a better understanding of why Laura is who Laura is. By knowing <laughs> yes. who her mother is, which makes a lot of sense. Yes, her grandmother was someone very mother uh -huh. for her time, and someone who learns not to have prejudices, someone who learns how to understand people. I think Lara gets that from her. It's genetics. 
Gotcha. Um, I, I, and, and then Lily, she, she is in a situation where her father is basically taken away from the family and tortured, but he sends them off to America to, to try to get them away from safety because he has relatives here, correct? Yes, yes. He's American. He's American. I'm married to a French woman. And when he sees one of his kids uh, kidnapped by Nazis, yes. uh, he decides to put the rest of his family in America uh, so they can be safe. And it's basically that. He sends his younger kid and his wife to America. What I find is really interesting is his wife leans on Lily to take care of her because she's the one wading the waters here in the States. Yes, uh, she she uh, goes to the United States as a young kid, very naive, very unprepared. But suddenly she sees her, her mother becomes very dependent on her because her mother is French, never wants to learn the language. Right. And from a, a naive kid, she has, she's forced to grow up, uh, to dominate the situation, and to have the family. So how was it to write the, the, the portion of the book about Lily, about seeing it through a young, the America through a young child's eyes, and also the horror that she saw in France? I mean, the age that you and I both are, it's very difficult to see the world through the eyes of a child in, in, in that type of situation. I, I, I think I try to remember my young <laughs> age of 16 and uh-huh. how I should behave, how I behaved in front of uh, different things. I had to leave my parents' house when I was 16. I had to go to another town because I wanted to study law. And in my city, um, we didn't have a good university, so I was separated from my parents mm-hmm. on the same age. Uh, it was just an exercise of going back and remember the things I've got uh, I've got to face in my life, and uh, so we could see these things again as a, a teenager. Because, um, because I again I I have problems remembering, and I have three kids that are under the age of uh, twenty. Uh, one soon to be 20, one's 16, and the other one's going to be 13 here real soon. So I have an un- a little bit of understanding, but trust me, what they see today and what I saw when I was their age is much different. So again, it's just being able to do that and be able to try to remember what a 16-year-old was like, it can be difficult at times. But I think you did a very good job in the book uh, when you wrote it, because like I said, when I read it, I was really understanding what was going on. The only thing that that confused me at first, and it only was very briefly, is jumping between the two characters. Because in the beginning of the book, I thought they had to relate in some way. And then I realized the only reason they're relating is because of their situation, not because they knew each other. Oh, uh, I love to do that. I love to (laughs) jump from one character's life to the other. It's a challenge. Because you go on some face and then you have to change. Ninon becomes a secret agent. Right. Uh, she's a sniper. And Lily is so innocent. 
uh, it's hard sometimes to go from one to the other, but it's it's very pleasurable uh, to ride this way. I love to do that. I love to play with two characters. So you mentioned uh, previously that this may be another trilogy. Yes, yes, I'm already writing a second book because uh, when I, I write a story, usually I know uh, the beginning and the end. Right. And I don't know what it's going in the middle. Uh, so it becomes too big to tell the whole story in one book. Okay. I decided, I decided to cut and continue. So now I'm continuing this story. Uh, uh, of Lily and Naom, and there's going to be a second book um, for July, I believe. With all the time you have to write now, you should be able to get them out real quick, right? <laughs> I don't have that much time now, <laughs> because as I said before, as a corporate, active corporate lawyer, yeah. I have many companies in Brazil desperate about this situation. Mm -hmm of closing their their business and uh, they want injunctions. I have to write injunctions, I have to defend them. So um, there's not that much time to write, but whenever I can, I'm writing. I, I try to write at least one hour per day. Right. So with the, what's going on right now in the world with the coronavirus, have you thought about that being a topic for one of your books? or at least one of the underlying plots? No, I'm so fed up with coronavirus <laughs> that I don't think writing about it because uh, the press uh, can't talk about anything else. And, right. and it's really annoying. Uh, I think it's more a crisis of panic uh, than a real crisis. Uh, the number of deaths is not that huge. If you put in percentage, other diseases kill more, but uh, people are suffering, everybody is afraid of dying. Uh, it's complicated. Uh, I hate panic and I'm, I always try to be positive. I always try to think about being healthy, being happy and the good part of life. I, I hate uh, to be forced to think about disease, uh, death, and things like that. Uh, it, uh, I'm not going to write about that for sure. <laughs> so this book, Sketches of Life, how well is it being received? Oh, the, the, the critics, uh, the reviews so far are very good. Uh, people are enjoying. But uh, some, some reviews say uh, it's surprising because it's completely different from the other trilogy. Okay. And the other trilogy have more erotica, of course. Right. One of uh, the main one of the main characters was a psychiatrist specialized in paraphilia, so she treated people with a different sexual behavior. There was more sex, of course, because of the the subject. This is a historical book. And I'm trying to show different things, so it reduced a lot uh, the amount of erotica and sex. And uh, some of my readers just were, hey, 
I thought we were going to have just the same job. Right. And uh, I don't like to to follow a line and always to write about the same subject. Mm. I, I love to write about things that are going in my soul on the moment I'm writing. So it's different now. I know with the the Nanan uh, portion of the book, it's it, it's becoming very suspenseful. Um, because I can see you going in a lot of directions with that, especially leading it up to um, to Lara in the uh, in the previous trilogy that you did. Lily, um, I can see that going in a different direction too. How she is actually dealing and coping with living in the United States, especially New York. I think it's a, a very nice contrast between the two, but I could see. In the future, when you wrote, you actually split the two books, the book in half, and do one ver- one ep- one edition on Lily and one edition on Nanon. Oh uh, no, I'm still <laughs> writing about <laughs> about both, but in an only story. Okay. Uh, I I decided not to do two stories, but just one, uh, because I needed another challenge. Okay. Uh, uh, it's a uh, one of techniques of using two stories. You can keep more mystery. Right. But I had to challenge myself to do all the mystery in just one story. So the second book, uh, it's going to talk about both, but in the same story. Okay. Because, like I said, it it it, it is a very good book for those of you that are interested. And in, I'll put the link. Um, from Amazon, so you can get a copy of the book, and it's also available as a Kindle edition too, to be able to to read it. Because again, it 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 is it's one of these things that you get sucked into it. Because I started reading it, I was um, at a doctor's office waiting for one of my kids' appointments to be done, and I picked it up and started reading it, and I just lost total track of time because I'm I was sucked into it because I was I was. In both situations, especially when Nanan was being um, recruited to become the uh, the secret agent, which I probably shouldn't be telling people this because I'm giving away some of the book. But again, it, no, I gave away. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really good because you're trying to figure out who it is, and then the, then the scene where um, uh, Lily's sibling gets taken away. Again, it it, yeah. it is it is it, you get you get captured by the book itself. And you fall into it, and you don't realize how much time you've taken reading it because you get you get lost in it. That's so good to hear that, uh, because that's what a writer dreams. Yes, people getting lost in their books. <laughs> and it, and it is it is it is a very good book. So you're saying the next one should be out sometime this summer, correct? Yes, the summer for you and the winter for us in Brazil. And I believe June, July, I'm going to release a, a second one for this series that still doesn't have a name as a series. So okay. I have to decide. So how long does it take you to write a book? Because it seems to me like you're putting these out really quick. Yes, usually six months. Okay. Usually in in six months, they are ready because I, have a, 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 I keep it as a schedule. I write one hour every day um, and when you do that uh, when you have the discipline to write every day things become easier a book 
becomes ready uh, uh, easily because you don't put excuses to yourself. Right. I'm not inspired. I don't want to write today. No, I'm going to write no matter what. If it's good, I'm going to use. If it's bad, I'm going to discard. Just that. So do you ever run into what they consider writer's block where you sit there and you try to write for that one hour and nothing comes out on the paper? No, never. And I believe I never had that because as a lawyer in Brazil, we write our defenses. Our defenses are more written than oral. So every time I need to defend a client, I have to tell a story and I have a schedule to do that. So uh, I can't wait for imagination. I can't wait for the muses to sing in my ears. I just have to do the job. Right. The same way I face writing. Uh, I keep writing. <laughs> it, it, it sounds to me like you have a plan. I've talked to a lot of authors recently who, who, who do the same thing they write. But to me, to me, you're the only one that actually has a scheduled plan of what you do. And like you said, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you get rid of it and then you move on, which is fantastic. So that's why you're able to put, produce a book as quickly as you possibly can. Um, other, once this trilogy is done, what are you planning on doing after that? Or have you not even thought about that yet? think about what I'm going to do next. Uh, I just do. Uh, when this book is over, I'm writing two books in parallel. Okay. okay? I'm writing uh, the, the second one in, in Lila's story, and I'm writing another one that uh, is very inspired about Brazil politics, Brazil situation and, and Brazil issues. So uh, I don't know this one. Maybe it's going to be ready for August, September. I don't know if I'm going to release two books in the same year. Okay. But I'm already writing a second one because I had two ideas at the same time. And I had to, to put them on the paper, so I'm doing two books. <laughs> but I, I don't think about the future if I'm going to keep writing or not. I write for pleasure. I, I think when you talk about writers blocking and things like that, that's because people push themselves too hard to achieve a goal. Uh, my only goal is to write. It's for my pleasure. First. Right. So, so, are you publishing these books yourself, or is someone doing it for you? Uh, no, now I'm publishing by myself. Okay. Uh, because uh, my first experience was with a traditional publisher, and I had a bad experience. So, I decided to go self-published. And has that been more successful for you? Yes, it is. I have, I have more control. Over it, of course, I would like to have a wonderful agent, but uh, it seems you just can have one when you are already okay. uh, number one on New York Times. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the case for me yet, uh -huh. someday maybe. Uh, so I'm doing my best to put my, my books available to my readers. Okay. Because I was always curious about that, and I've talked to a lot of authors recently that all of them, or I should say most of them, are self-publishing. 
and they've also had bad experiences with publishers before, and they like the self-publishing rod better because, like you said, it gives them more con- it gives you more control. Yes, yes, pretty much. Uh, you have all the control about your book. Yeah, Adriana, I appreciate you joining me tonight. Is there anything else you want to tell us about the book before I let you go? Oh no, I think you're going to have great surprises if you buy the book and uh, lots of mystery to discover. <laughs> and uh, it was a pleasure to be with you again, Bill. Thanks a lot for having me again. Well, thank you very much for joining me. And then when the next one comes out, please let me know and we'll have you back on. And please keep safe with everything that's going on in the world right now. I will. Same for you and same for all Americans and for the whole world. Well, Adriana, thank you very much, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye, Bill. Bye-bye. Adriana Gavasconi, as she talks about her new book, Sketches of Life, it's available at Amazon.com. It is a Kindle edition and also available in paperback. Again, I will share that link to you that uh, is available online right now. Excellent book. If you get a chance to read it, that's something you need to take a part of because, again, like I said, it's an awesome book, and uh, it'll keep you interested. We'll be back in just a moment to wrap up tonight's program here online with yours truly, Bill Alexander. Rumkey is hiring CDL drivers age 19 and up, and drivers are paid based on experience. Rumkey CDL drivers earn $1,000 to $1,300 per week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in their first year. Rumkey drivers are home daily, work in a recession-resistant industry, receive great benefits and performance incentives. Start a lucrative career and apply now at rumkeycareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. A social distancing tip. Putting distance between yourself and others is critical to slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are ways to stay in contact without the physical contact part. Call, send a text, set up a video conference, post on social media, dedicate a song on the radio. If you have symptoms of fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your health care provider before going to their office. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. A social distancing tip. While the CDC urges you to avoid close contact, like hugging or shaking hands, there are other non-physical ways to say hello. Wave, wink, use sign language, salute, smile, give the peace sign, throw up an air high five, do jazz hands. Remember, stay a minimum of six feet or two arms length away from others and stay home if you can. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Well, that's going to wrap up another edition of Online with Bill Alexander. Hope you enjoyed the interview with Adriana Gavasconi here online with Bill Alexander here at WMCK.FM, McKeesport, and also at WLDJ-FM 107.5 FM, Newcastle, PA, home of great music from way back when. The website is HOFM, Hall of Fame Music Radio.com, H-O-F-M Radio.com. And also we're streaming at italknet.com. Guys, thank you very much for joining us. Please keep safe. I know <laughs> this uh, uh, self-quarantine situation, this staying at home is, is, is tough, but we're all making it through it together. And remember, if a friend's looking for something to do, there's always online with Bill Alexander. Guys, I am out of here. You have a great one. We'll talk to you next time. Here online with yours truly. 
Bill Alexander. If you've ever been a renter, you know it's stressful to find a place with everything you love and nothing you don't. But did you know Zillow does rentals? It makes the search so easy. They have filters for pretty much everything, so you can find that place that's in your budget, but also isn't a shoebox. Or a place that's close to your parents, but far enough they have to call first. Plus, it's easy to apply, request tours, and pay rent in the app. Head to ZillowRentals.com and find your sweet spot. If you've ever been a renter, you know it's stressful to find a place with everything you love and nothing you don't. But did you know Zillow does rentals? It makes the search so easy. They have filters for pretty much everything, so you can find that place that's in your budget, but also isn't a shoebox. Or a place that's close to your parents, but far enough they have to call first. Plus, it's easy to apply, request tours, and pay rent in the app. Head to ZillowRentals.com and find your sweet spot. Have you guys noticed that you can't go anywhere without seeing designer this or designer that, even designer furniture? On my social feeds and celebrity homes, it's everywhere. Have you seen how expensive these are? Well, if you want the sofa or recliner or bed that broke the internet, you don't have to go broke to get it. Because Designer Looks Furniture has all the same styles and trends, but without the designer prices. Oh, and they're well-made, too. It's the whole package. Check them out. Designer Looks at Value City Furniture or designerlooks.com. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.